just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Hey, it's producer Ivana Martinez filling in for host Ali Vallarta. And here's what Salt Lake's talking about. Have you tried to make a doctor's appointment recently? If so, then you know it's going to be a couple of months before you find yourself in that doctor's office. And you're not the only one. I'm right there with you. I tried to make an appointment with a gynecologist, and it's going to take me four months to get in. So what's causing these long wait times? It's Monday, September 11th, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Sophia Jeremias, reporter for the Salt Lake Tribune, you recently wrote about the absurdly long wait times that Utahns are experiencing to see healthcare providers. What prompted you to start researching this topic? So I actually moved back to Utah just about a year ago, and I noticed when I moved back that when trying to make an appointment, it seemed like it was taking a lot longer to get in Mm -hmm. to see a doctor and especially specialists. And then I started kind of talking with this about about this with friends, with coworkers, and they all sort of started saying the same thing like, oh, yeah, I noticed, too, that it could be two months, three months, sometimes even longer to get in to see someone. How long did you have to wait to see your healthcare provider? I think I tried to make an appointment with a gastroenterologist, and it took about three months to get in. And yeah, that was at the time it was pretty frustrating because like a lot of the people I talked to, it wasn't a huge issue. It didn't feel like emergency room worthy, but it was definitely something I wanted to get checked out. And it made me start thinking like, if I'm experiencing this, I wonder if it's something that other people are uh, experiencing as well. Yeah. And, And you did talk to a lot of patients for this story. And like you said, like these wait times weren't just a few weeks. They were several months out. Why is it taking so long for providers to see patients in our state? Yeah. So there's a couple of different reasons, I think. Um, I reached out to Intermountain and to the U of U healthcare systems spokespeople, and they did take a while to get back to me, but they cited a couple things. One, covid Um, I think that has just sort of thrown a wrench in all sorts of systems, including healthcare, which makes sense. Another thing that the U and I believe Intermountain also cited was that Utah is growing. We have a larger population. And um, because of that, you know, they just there's more demand and um, they are hiring more, but not, you know, necessarily at a rate, I think, to to meet that increased demand. Another thing, too, which is kind of interesting, is that the population is aging. And so, oh, yeah, is also requiring more health care. You know, we think of Utah as a young state, but in the last decade, there has been a pretty big increase in, in older senior populations here, too. 
Yeah, I mean, we do get name tagged a lot as like a very young and upcoming state. Like that's what typically what we're known for. So that's really interesting. You mentioned that you were trying to see a gastroenterologist, but like what other kind of care were people looking for that you were, you spoke to the story for? It was really all over the place. And I think that kind of surprised me. One person I spoke with, she talked about how, you know, she's usually a pretty healthy person, but in the last Mm -hmm. year she needed to see a hormone specialist. She needed to see a mental health therapist and she needed to see, she needed to get a sleep study done. And in pretty much all of those cases, she faced really, really long wait times. Um, I spoke with another woman who was just trying to get in to see her OBGYN, discovered that that person had moved states and so had to Mm. go through the process of finding someone new. And that took a really long time as well. So it seems like the treatment that most people are waiting for, it's not necessarily emergency care, but it's still really important What are some of the consequences that come out of this delayed care? I think one of the most startling uh, stories that I heard while reporting this piece was from the woman who was trying to get a sleep study done. And Mm -hmm. she initially faced, I think it was a six-month wait time. And then in the middle of that, she had to switch uh, health insurance providers because she got a new job, which is the case for a lot of people. And so rather than go through the process of waiting another six months, potentially longer, she ended up just going through with her initial sleep study appointment and she faced a $5,000 bill, which when I spoke with her, she was still paying off. So that's one really startling example of someone just deciding, I need this care, like I can't wait to go through all of the hoops again. Another example, too, I talked to a woman who's been having persistent back pain and has been struggling Mm -hmm. to find the right care, got in to see one provider that didn't end up, you know, being the right fix. So she went and got an appointment for a different kind of specialist and she's still experiencing pain. And she said, you know, and as a fellow outdoors person, this really got to me. She was saying, like, I don't paddleboard really as much anymore because I'm afraid of hurting my back, you know, really like, gosh, yeah impacting her quality of life just because, yeah, she didn't want to further get in the, you know, further hurt herself. Are we seeing longer wait times in certain part of the state than in others? Most of the people we heard from were in Salt Lake County. I think that we did get responses, though, from rural as well as like more urban parts of the state. This issue is not just one that's going on in Utah. Um, I think a lot of states across the country are experiencing longer wait times. And that is due to, I think, um, this other issue, which is the country as a whole is experiencing a physician shortage. I think one estimate is that by 2034, we're going to be short 124,000 physicians. And so it really is an issue that like, you know, you usually think of urban areas as having pretty good care, but because of that physician shortage, it's really impacting people everywhere. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is When I Come Alive. 
It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court, and this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. Utah is home to two huge healthcare systems. How are Intermountain and the University of Utah working to cut down those wait times? Yeah, so both of them said that they are focusing on hiring more physicians. But again, I think it is a pretty tough market. Everybody is looking to hire more physicians. And they didn't provide a ton of specifics about, you know, how exactly their recruitment and retention efforts differed from other healthcare systems. But mm-hmm. Intermountain Health did say that they had hired 320 physicians and were actively recruiting for 257 more. And I think they've also ramped up virtual care because that's just a way to get in more people more quickly. And I think unless that underlying problem, though, is addressed of that physician shortage, it's it's going to be pretty tough for both of those systems to really catch up, especially with, uh, you know, Utah continuing to grow more people moving into the state, um, you know, more people getting older and maybe needing more care. But we've been in a shortage for a a minute now and even before the pandemic. I'm wondering what other factors are contributing to this shortage? I think from what I can tell, the big issue is these Medicare-funded residencies Becoming a physician is a ton of work. Uh, It also Mm -hmm. requires a ton of student loans in some cases. Um, It's a years and years long process. But I think what a lot of people are pointing to is most of the residencies in this country are funded by Medicare. And there hasn't been a large increase in the number of residencies funded by Medicare There was some legislation, I believe, that was passed last year that increased the number of Medicare-funded residencies, but 
I don't think that's going to be enough for that huge shortage. There is an, a new piece of legislation that's being considered on the federal level, the uh, Physician Shortage Reduction Act of 2023, and that would add 14,000 Medicare-funded slots in the mm. next seven years. But I don't think we have an update on that yet. And the reason these residencies are so important is in most states that is required for doctors to become fully licensed physicians. Well, you do have to go through a very long process to become a doctor and your residency is typically a big part of that too. You have to go through all those hoops. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because it's an issue where you can't just add more medical schools or add more spots for potential doctors. Like without that residency, there is this really, you know, kind of intractable bottleneck. Well, I can't help but think about some of the anti-abortion and trans healthcare laws that the Utah legislature has passed these last couple of years. We've heard that some healthcare providers are really nervous to practice in this state because of those restrictions. I guess, like, what is the government's role in addressing this crisis? Yeah, with with abortion and I think with some of these uh, new laws that are coming on the books, I don't think we fully know what the consequences of it will be in Utah, but we can look to neighboring states like Idaho, where we're already seeing some reports of OBGYNs leaving the state and there being more, uh, even more acute shortages. I think um, having enough OBGYNs, especially in rural areas, was already an issue. I know like in places like Wyoming, you know, women don't even have anywhere to deliver a baby in some cases. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, if Utah wants to keep growing, if it wants to continue to be a desirable place for people to move, the government will have to do something to address this provider shortage because I think, you know, very obviously it's one of the biggest impacts on our quality of life. And if people can't get the care they need, that might be a motivator to to move elsewhere. Well, in the end, if these institutions, these big healthcare institutions can't or really won't make progress on these wait times, what can individual Utahns do to get the care that they need right now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I have heard recommended and, and I think is good advice is to you know, don't wait until uh, the last minute to get care. Like, get on that waiting list for a primary care physician as soon as possible. If you know you have a prescription that you need to get refilled, you know, start looking at that appointment ahead of time. And I really do think it's tough because we also have a primary care physician shortage. And so it can be difficult and there can be a long wait time. But if, if this story taught me anything, it's that you should just get in there, just get in line and wait for your appointment because it could be a while. And I think one one thing that was heartening is that even though people were waiting a long time, a lot of people did feel good about the care they received once they got their appointment. And so hmm. I think doctors and physicians like want to do the best they can by their patients. But, you know, there's a lot of people who need their help right now. Salt Lake Tribune reporter Sophia Jeremias, thank you so much. Thank you. COVID is on the rise again, so maybe it's time to mask up or get your booster. 
You can make an appointment for a COVID booster and a flu shot with the Salt Lake County Health Department. Call 385-468-7468 to get that shot. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. 